Welcome to Social PR Secrets, the podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. In today's episode, I catch up with Dennis Yu. I love catching up with Dennis. He always shares all of the best secrets when it comes to social advertising, like you'll hear in this episode. Enjoy. So hi, everybody. Happy Saturday. We have an awesome guest today, Dennis Yu. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Lisa and friends. How you guys doing? We're doing great. So this is um, my class that I teach at University of Florida. It's a graduate class, and it's called Intro to Social Media. So I am um, really excited that you are able to join us. And Dennis and I have known each other for 10 years. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> I, yeah, like I had to think about it. I'm like, okay, ten years, and we've done um, a bunch of events together. We've been on the same panel. I've learned so much from you, Dennis, over the past however many years we've known each other, even before we actually knew each other. And um, you're just like one of those people that is ahead of everything, right? Man, what do you? How do you say yes to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about social advertising this week, but before we get into that, why don't you just bring us up to date on where you are with everything and kind of the state of Dennis Yu? Because I know you have a lot going on. Yep. I was in Australia, I think, five days ago at the Great Barrier Reef. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I turned 44. Can you believe that? I, f- I feel like I'm still 21. And I was able to keynote at a conference and the conference paid for that and paid for the other travel that we had. And two days ago, I was with Gary Vaynerchuk. I saw that. We were able to keynote together at VidSummit, which is a conference for creators, mostly YouTube creators. A lot of guys that will have a billion views on their channel because they do silly videos. You guys have seen a lot of that kind of stuff on YouTube. And yesterday in LA, I had lunch with, I'm not trying to name drop, but I had lunch with Carlos. I organized this lunch with Carlos Gill. Oh yeah. Two professors that are just like you, Lisa. And we were talking about how there are a lot of people that come and go because you'll see somebody come up on the scene and they look like they're successful because they're flaunting their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And maybe they rent a Lamborghini because they feel like they have to act that way in order to get attention. They have to inflate their story. But then a year later, you never hear from them. And there are people like you and me that are, you know, OGs that have been in this game a long time. And we understand that it's not about the latest techniques and tricks or hacks of the system, but it's about building relationships. And when you're able to share your message, to be able to get a job, to be able to help your client, to be able to do your role in a company, you're just amplifying what's already there, right? So I, I think of social media like alcohol. And this is something, guys, that you only get after years. And this this is like a realization after 20 years of doing digital marketing, right? That social media is like alcohol because you ever have friends that are sad and they drink alcohol? Like it amplifies it and it makes it worse, right? Or people like they, they turn like really mad or belligerent, like their real self comes out. And then if you're happy and you have like a glass of wine, then that amplifies it and you can celebrate with friends. And I feel like all these people over the years, we see them jump into social media 
especially things like Facebook ads or chat bots or whatever, Snapchat ads, whatever they think the latest thing is. And there are some people that find success because they bring with them the key ingredients. Like they're already happy. They already have something interesting to say, or they fail because they, they wanted to get rich and they never had anything good to begin with. So when you broadcast, when you amplify, use social media as an amplifier of that, you know, Lisa, imagine you, you bring a $100 bill and you stick it in this box, close the lid, press the button. It's an amplifier and you get 10 of them. You get, you get back 10 more $100 bills and you say, wow, you know, Facebook ads is amazing, right? Or Google Analytics is amazing or Infusionsoft for, you know, for email marketing is amazing. Well, yes, because you, you had a key ingredient that you put into the box. You press the button and, and then other people they are unhappy, they don't have knowledge, they haven't built connections, they're not bringing true knowledge to share, like a true servant leader mission to share with the community. And then they put a piece, they put a, a dried dog turd in the box, press the button and they say, oh, this sucks. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what you get. That, that's what I have learned after 20 years of being in the business, right? Yeah. It's and so much. <laughs> so Gary much. said the same thing. I had lunch with Gary and a lot of people are like, oh, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Because whatever. And he was saying, he was saying the exact same thing that the people that are failing, that, that there is a level of entitlement, especially with young adults. And this is not me like the old man saying, get off my lawn. But there is a level of entitlement where they expect that they can just go live on Instagram or go live on, you know, whatever it is and expect that the millions are going to roll in and they're going to be like Casey Neistat, or they expect that they can reach out to Gary Vaynerchuk and expect that he's, or, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, whoever, and expect that those people are going to start doing all these favors for them. And if you, if you see my inbox, I don't know, I don't, I don't think here I can show you my screen, but if I could, then you would see that I get hundreds of requests of the of people that reach out. Not, I'm not, I'm like a mini celebrity as opposed to like, you know, one of these other sorts of people, but I get hundreds of requests of, and all of them pretty much, or not all, but like 99% of them are people that are asking for favors straight up. I don't even know them. They want a blue check mark on Facebook. They want an introduction to Mark Zuckerberg. They want me to introduce them to someone famous right they want tickets to the golden state warriors games because they know that you know we do that we've done the ads for them for five years right and th this is i think it's important to have this perspective and it it's just about going back to the fundamentals like you the reason lisa you and i have been in this game and continue to succeed is because we focus on these fundamentals instead of like going for all these tricks, which is how people burn out. Don't you see that? Yeah, and it's it's helped us sustain um, where we're, we just keep focusing on some of the basics. And, you know, that brings us to also, we're talking about personal branding and you know, you've done a great job at building your personal brand and you also teach um, entrepreneurs about personal branding. So why don't you give us some, some basic tips on how you built your personal brand that the class can also apply to what they're doing. So first off, a lot of people think that personal branding is about what you say about yourself, 
about how you look. It's about getting your book published. It's about all these things to try to make you look good. But here's, here's the pro tip that almost nobody knows except for people like you and me. And that is you should never work on your own personal brand. You should never work on your own personal brand because I see in the back, it says love and happy and other things in, in your little room here, Lisa. And I, you know, I see your speaker badge for social media marketing world there. Mm -hmm. If you are truly providing value to other people, if you care about other people, if you have knowledge that you then share and abilities that you help, then those people will say good things about you. And that builds your personal brand. For example, let's see if I can pull one of these. Here, can you see this? Mm -hmm. We can bring it closer. So who, who are the people in this? Hey, I know that. That's Mark Zuckerberg. And who's on yeah. the right? You see Josh Fector and Logan Young? And Logan, yeah. I, the, your name is yeah. hiding. Oh, yeah. So these things are, what I have done is build and mentor and care for other people. And when I do that, it's not because I'm a servant leader and I'm some kind of altruist. It's because I know that when I do that, uh, will these people will do good things for me. So part of the reason we have such a good relationship with Facebook in sports is that one of the guys that, well, the guy who used to run digital marketing for the Golden State Warriors, he, we've been mentoring him. I've been helping him answering his questions for the last six or seven years, right? And it was only until, well, he became so successful that then Facebook said, hey, why don't you come and run global sports marketing for Facebook? And because of that relationship, he, he then says good things about us. And when he says it as a Facebook employee, who's got a lot of power that helps us. So it's a long game. Personal branding is about doing good things for other people. And then over time, they start to say good things and you build a reputation and people that are friends with those people all start talking and that builds this community amplification effect. And the same thing is that Lisa, you and I know a lot of speakers, right? on all these, it could be, you know, PubCon or social media marketing world. And a lot of people want to become speakers because they think that's going to build their personal brand. I spent two days with Michael Stelzner this week, right? Michael Stelzner was incognito at VidSummit and all these other people are trying to come up to him saying, Hey, I want to speak at social media marketing world. Cause they, they think that will be, you know, who, of course you want to be famous by speaking in front of all these people, but, he disqualifies most of them for the number one reason that they're not there because they want to actually share. So when you build relationships with like Phil Mershon or Leslie Samuel or Emily Kroom or the other people that work at social media examiner and you actually, you know, Kim Reynolds, you actually want to help them. Then they in turn do great things for you. When you share your knowledge, even if it's, if it's on like a simple, podcast or live show like now that that's what counts right it's all these little steps it's the little things that count that build your brand that build your reputation 
that a lot of people think it's like this one magic thing. It's, you know, you take a picture with this famous person or in the background, you have a Lamborghini, but those are all things that, that are not you. The thing that builds your brand is other people talking about you. Definitely. And I think the overlap here, you know, we have very similar messages, Dennis, uh, you know, mine is you have to give to really get, and that goes not just with personal branding, but it goes with public relations and also social media. So if you're not giving, giving, giving to your community or to, you know, the media, then you're not going to get anything back. You have to give first. It has to be giving first. And I think that is an overlap with personal branding. And there's one trick to that, that you've heard about our dollar a day strategy. And Can you talk, you, will you talk about that too? When, yeah, when yeah. Okay. yeah. So if these fundamental things are true, like we talked about, that you actually have some kind of knowledge to share, that you have the right intent, that you're trying to help other people in your community, that you're focusing on that particular niche instead of trying to be everything to everybody, that you really are just focusing on being you. And you hear a lot of people say like, oh, be authentic or things that are all oh, be engaging, but it's true, right? If, if those fundamentals are true and you're coming in with the right attitude, then you can use Facebook as your PR machine spending a dollar a day. So one of the things that we do is we build public figure pages for each of the people that we like. And a public figure page looks like a profile but it's not. A lot of you guys will say, oh, do you see what I post on my page this morning? That's not your page. That's your user profile. That's that thing you log into. You have friends, you know, that you as a user, but a public figure page is a business page, just like, you know, Carl's Jr. is a page, but it's a page in your name. It's the Lisa Buyer public figure page, but Lisa Buyer has a profile too. I'm, I'm Dennis Yu on Facebook as a profile and as a public figure page, a business page that has fans that I can create in my name. And then I boost it for a dollar a day. So I will take out my phone and I will interview other people and they will interview me or what have you vertically making one minute videos using things like Apple clips that will create captions or the apps that Facebook recommends and Facebook mobile data studio. And then I will boost that for a dollar a day to the audience that's going to care about that message that has the highest relevancy. Example, I'll interview Michael Stelzner and I'll say, hey, congratulations. You started Social Media Examiner. It's been nine years. What have you learned? And he'll go, blah, 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 blah. I learned all these things, right? And I'll take that video and post it to my public figure page. I might share it from my profile too, right? This is great advice. Before you go on, I just wanna let you know that we've all created, everyone in the class has created their uh, business page and oh, most of them have done public figure. So they're, so we're, we're with you. Fantastic. Yeah. And then I take that and I boost it to the community that's gonna care. So I'm, I'm able to basically intercept able to leverage and multiply against someone else's community. So I'll boost that to the social media examiner community. And who knows, they know who Michael Stelzner is. So when I share that video where I'm acting like a journalist, just like you are, Lisa, you're so good at doing this. You interview other people and it's not, you're, you're not talking about, oh, I'm Lisa Byron, I'm so good and I'm so important. 
and I know Michael Stelzner. Like, no, that that is that becomes apparent just because you're interviewing them, right? You're not thinking about yourself and trying to look good, but you're acting like a journalist and you're trying to make other people look good. You're trying to gather, you're like a honeybee. You're trying to gather that best expertise. And you boost it to the community that wants to hear that. And that is what I have done the last 20 years, focused on trying to get the best knowledge, like a journalist or whatever the, the you know, gathering pollen, that's what honeybees do, right? And sharing that. Yeah. That, that's literally what you do. It doesn't drive you direct sales. I'm not asking for people's money. I'm not trying to talk about how famous I am, right? Except here, we're talking about the mechanics of how it works, right? And, and that's, what, that's what works at scale. So if you are looking for a job, a lot of you folks are, I know this, we've, we've taught enough of these little classes, then start interviewing other people and that are in the industry, people that you wanna be associated with, do research on these people before you meet them. Because otherwise you're gonna ask the same questions that everyone else asks of them and decide on that particular niche or company. Don't just, don't try to get an interview with Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, or don't go for A-list celebrities. Go for people in your community that are maybe friends of friends, folks that you meet at a conference before they speak, like a few hours before they speak, not like right after they speak when there's 50 people trying to line up, you know, mm -hmm. at stage to, right? And literally say, hey, do you have one minute? I wanna ask you one question. And they will, 99% of the time, they will say yes. So when I had lunch with, with Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I brought with me my friend Natalie, who runs Social Lead Gen and Infusionsoft, right? And Natalie is an up and come, she's like a, she's like a B level celebrity. She's not an A list celebrity. She built 2 million followers on Facebook and all this, but she, she hasn't broken big time into the digital marketing game. And there was, there's one of our friends that was sitting uh, at the next table and she said, oh, there's so-and-so. And I said, oh, that's awesome. You should go up and make a one minute video with them. She didn't know this person. And I said, and she said, no, 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 they, they wouldn't want to do that with me because I'm nobody and they're, they're this person, right? And I said, okay, the worst they can say is no, but 99% of the time or 95% of the time, if you say, hey, like Lisa, if I went up to you at, you know, maybe in the mall, maybe I see you like at Whole Foods or something, right? And I fan you and I say, hey, you don't know who I am. I'm just some random person. And say, hey, Lisa, man, I follow your stuff. I loved what you said, you know, last week about such and such. Do you have one minute to make a video to answer to answer a question? Yeah, right? I, I can't see myself saying no, like in any of that in a situation. I would definitely say yes if somebody came up to me, especially at a conference lunch or something. Yeah. So I said, oh, no, but they'll reject me, she was saying. I said, just try it. Do you have your one question? Are you ready to go? Do you, are you going to be fumbling with your phone? Are you ready to go when they say yes? She said, yes. Okay, go up and ask. Lo and behold, that's what happened, right? It worked. They said yes. And usually the one-minute video will become a five-minute video. And you can ask a couple more questions. And then they get into it. And they like it. It's not like, oh, I can't believe this person came up and, you know, bothered me. I'll give you another example. Two nights ago, I had dinner with, it was 
the the head of the YouTube creator program, right? Nice. And and his girlfriend. And it was just us three at a Thai restaurant. And we went away from the conference to try to avoid all the other people, right? Because we're both speakers and both reasonably well-known in, in this space. So we, we tried to hide from all the other people so we could actually have a dinner and talk about some stuff, right? And it was not even halfway through our dinner and some conference attendees walked into this. We, we went into this podunk Thai restaurant that we figured nobody would go into. And some conference attendees saw us and they came up and they said, oh, can, can we have lunch with you or you know, can we have dinner with you? I'm like, oh man, I wanna have a private, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I wanna, I wanna have this dinner because that way we can't, like I don't want anyone interrupting us. But mm -hmm. I said, sure, come join us, you know? And they joined us and they were able to ask tons of questions about how to improve their YouTube channel, how the YouTube algorithm works, how that's different from Facebook's algorithm, how do you make money, some of the ins and outs of being a creator on YouTube, how do you tune your show to be able to have that consistent message so people will tune in? What are things that you can do with your headline? Like just on and on and on. And we're happy to help. Like we we might want to have dinner. I'm not saying just approach any celebrity while they're having lunch and, and bother them. But for one minute and you see that opportunity, you could be a little bit selfish if you're prepared, right? Yep, yep, definitely. I'm saying go for it, right? <laughs> and once you build, you know, 10 of these or even like two or three, but ideally you build like 10 of these one minute videos and you share it from your public figure page, people will respect you because it creates implied authority. Implied authority is the fact that you were around these other people and you were acting intelligently instead of acting like a fan, right? People respect you and put you in that same space. Maybe not on par. Maybe you're not Lisa Byer because Lisa Byer has been in the game a long time, but they'll see you're in the same crowd. And that gives you a huge amount of respect in whatever community that you want to. So even if you don't want to be a digital marketer, let's say that you want to be a, a, you know, a dentist or something like that. If you hang around other dentists and you learn what matters to them and you share what the experts are saying, when you become that you, you become like the PR pro in that particular vertical. And I'm surprised how many people don't do this. Like this whole interview, one minute video strategy, public figure pages, it's basically like mini journalism, right? It's yeah, equipping yeah. your own, setting up your own little channel and you share that on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can share that one minute video on LinkedIn. It'll do amazing, right? How many people are doing that, Lisa? Yeah, you're right. Even I need to do better at it. I'm going to go do this on my personal uh, public figure page. But let's talk about the assignment. So I think this is a great assignment and I'm going to publish it when we're you know, on our class um, canvas after we're done. So the assignment is create a one minute video or more, right? Mm -hmm. And then take that one minute video, publish it on your public figure business page, Facebook mm -hmm. page, and boost it for a dollar a day. So walk us through the boosting part because this is where everybody's a little, everybody's new at yeah. creating an ad on Facebook. So they've all kind of been playing around with it all week. Mm -hmm. So they, they, have a budget. they have a budget of about $150. So they don't have to spend the $150, okay. but. Okay. Well, you know that the minimum that you 
in the United States to be able to boost something is a dollar a day. And that's why we call it the dollar a day strategy. So you wouldn't want to put all 150 on one post unless it was amazing and and then you keep adding to it. So we like to start with $1 a day for seven days, which gives the algorithm a week to build traffic. So you're spending $7 to test any particular post. So you might test five or six of these and put a dollar against it. And you'll find one of these will work or not work. But here's the thing. When you have posted that one minute video on your public figure page, and then you hit that boost button, provided you set up an ad account, like you have to add in the credit card, things like that. It'll then prompt you to select an audience. And what I like to do is you see here on my phone, this is my home screen. Mm-hmm. On the right side, I have the the pages, Facebook, this one, the Facebook pages manager right here, this mm-hmm. orange one. Yep, so, I have it so I click this and this brings up all the pages that I have admin on and it, I have a lot, so you don't have to deal with the, like I have to scroll through to find a particular one that I want, but let me show you how this works. So when I go to that particular public figure page, by the way, you guys should add each other in your business manager so that you can all look at each other's public figure pages and help. Like you can add on uh, for insights or you can add as an advertiser, maybe just add, you guys add each other for insights so you can see. So this is this is my public figure page. It's loading. Okay. You can see this is the Dennis U public figure page, and and I scroll. I can scroll through. Oops. I can scroll and see these different posts. Right. So there's there's one post I made. Literally, it's a one minute video when I was in Sydney, Australia, on the beach, and I'm saying, hey, you should make a one minute video, right? I'm going to post this on the link yep. to this also on our page. Yep. And then for any one of these posts, is that there's the boost button, right? And oops, sorry. Let's see one that's not boost. Okay. So here I am. Here's a, here's one. It's not a one minute video, but it's me with some of my other friends at this conference. Right. And there, like, there's, Stephen Share, who's got a billion views, the guy in the red, he's got a billion views on YouTube. He does all these silly prank videos, right? You probably have seen him. And so I've not boosted it yet. So it's got a blue button. You see that button? You see this boost post button, mm-hmm. right? So I hit that blue post, blue boost post button, and it gives me an option on which audiences I want to choose. If you don't have any audiences, then you probably want to create an audience. So uh, here it says add new. And it's, by the way, you can see here, it's default suggesting how much money. So it wants me to spend $100, but don't do that. Facebook's all just like Google. They're always going to try to get you to spend more money than you really should for obvious reasons, right? So if you don't have any audiences, you hit that create new, or I'm sorry, add new, see that add new. So I hit, (laughs) I hit this add new button. And I'm thinking about, okay, who is audience to that video? Is it dentists or attorneys or people that live in Miami, Florida, or people that, you know, like this particular topic, they like basketball, 
people that work at Verizon, maybe I want to go work there. Like who's the audience? If you're good at PR and inception, like who is that community you're trying to reach that would most appreciate that? It could be a custom audience, like an email list of your friends. Maybe you're doing that for fun. Maybe you're trying to play a prank on your girlfriend, right? You could upload that and then she could see that happy birthday video, whatever it is. But who is it that you want to reach? And when you configure that audience either here or inside ads manager, then that's what Facebook's going to target. So if you understand, there's a whole nother ecosystem of targeting and how targeting works on Facebook. But the easiest thing here is I can choose a name for this audience. And then here it says characteristics, add demographics, interests, or behaviors. If I click on that, this allows me to target all kinds of topics. So you see, Facebook's AI is already pre-suggesting. It's suggesting digital marketing, personal development. I can start adding stuff, right? You see here, I can, I can add whatever it is. Maybe my area of expertise is gardening. Or let's say, so yesterday when I got back home, because I'm here in Arizona, there are a lot of scorpions. And if you use a black light under scorpions, they, they glow. And we were like out there stomping on scorpions and smashing them with hammers last night, just because we don't like scorpions, right? And I could, I could make a one minute video about how scorpions turn bright green under the black light and smashing them with hammers. And I could target the people that are interested in gardening or the, my friends of mine or people that live in Phoenix or pest control. Like, let's say I want to do this for a pest control company, or maybe I'm just doing it for my personal brand, or maybe I'm doing it as an assignment here because I want to learn as part of Lisa's class. I'll just target that. So literally type in, type in the thing that you, that you think is interesting, that target. And now Facebook's algorithm is doing the work for you to figure out wh what is it, right? If maybe I interview someone from a particular band, I can target the name of their band. Or maybe if they're a small band and they don't show up, I can target a band that's similar to them, right? An interest that's similar. But if you if you select that targeting and then you hit boost post, for you have to change it back to $1 a day. And then you let it run, come back a week later and see how it does. And you'll find, you'll learn so much from your community. It, it, and it's cool because Facebook will send you alerts when other people are engaging and it's it's like crack because you, you have to engage with the community. People ask questions. You'll start to learn about what people care about, which will give you insight into what you should be making next. And the things that you think are the most awesome, like, oh yeah, this video is really good. That won't be the most awesome. It'll always be the one that's like, ah, I just kind of made this one. I didn't really think about it. It's that one that will do the best. It's the one that doesn't feel like a commercial, that doesn't feel like it's rehearsed or kind of fake, that people will just like. And we have done this so many times, Lisa, and we've gotten some like Isaac Irvine, one of his videos, we got to 100 million views. Wow. Right. And it's not because he's famous or he's, he said something clever. It's just he literally, what people don't know is that he literally made 100 one-minute videos. And he kept making them and making them. And most of them did nothing. And then all of a sudden, there's this one that took off where he was, he interviewed his son, Bodie, who got bullied. And he, then he set up his phone in, in the shower, propped up on two bars of soap and said, Hey, Bodie, what happened? Oh, I was bullied today for having long hair. Right. And posted that. And it got covered by ABC and, you know, the local evening news. 
and we because we put it on his public figure page and we boosted it to Ellen and Huffington Post and and so he got on you know he got shared by George Takei and Lad Bible and um, not Upworthy what's the what's the other one BuzzFeed right wow he he got he got all of that because then we media targeted so we we can target people that work at Facebook not people who like Facebook we can target people that work at the Los Angeles Times not people who read the Los Angeles we can target people who read the LA Times too but that's the power of Facebook Facebook knows right I don't think I need to say anymore that Facebook knows a lot about you yeah yeah I think people and, agree with that okay and and definitely you can um, use Facebook advertising as a new form of media relations Oh, how yeah. many people in PR understand that? Because most oh, people in PR, they're in the Stone Age, and they're out. They, like, how many times do you get you. emails a day oh. from other people saying, "Oh, hey, I've got this new thing. Can, you know, press release. Can you interview our CEO? Can you can you publish an article? Because I write for Adweek, for example, right? So they, I get hit up all the time by people who want me to just write about them. I, do you think I don't see through that? Like, give me a little respect, right? Mm -hmm. But how many people in PR actually take the approach of sharing stuff that's interesting and then boosting it to the journalists right, so it shows right. up in their newsfeed, right? One of my friends, Jeff Fowler, he writes about digital for the Wall Street Journal. And he came up to me after a conference and he said, Dennis, I know your trick. I've been seeing your stuff in my newsfeed because I know you're targeting people that work at the Wall Street Journal. And I said, you're right. And it's working, isn't it? You're at the conference, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Smart. All right. Be, be a couple levels more sophisticated than what other people would expect. We have a couple and questions. Couple questions. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to put one up. This is from Paige. And Paige created a Facebook group for awareness. How would you – you can't really advertise, right, um, for a Facebook group. Um, so what would you suggest for Paige? Paige. What's well, so funny? Mm -hmm, well, so page. Page, I would recommend that you have a Facebook page that's tied to your Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Your Facebook page is how you generate awareness. It's how you build the initial community. So if you have a funnel, let's say you have a three-part funnel of awareness, consideration to conversion. You guys are cool with like funnels and sequences and, and that kind of stuff. You use the page to, to generate that broader community of interest. A group is for people who already believe in whatever the topic is, like some kind of cancer that everybody shares, or you like to go water skiing, or what, what is your page about, Paige? What is your group about? Awareness of, let us know what the topic is. Yeah, let us know what the topic is, and I'll come back when she you know, okay. put up another but, one. Um, this, I'm not really sure I understand this question. Dennis, what is your thought of using iPhone versus Pixel? What makes you want to use that hardware? Oh man, I don't want to go into like this, you know, like Mac versus Windows or iPhone versus Pixel. The, the issue is always going to be the quality of your content and not how good the camera is. So yes, the Pixel has an amazing camera, but it's whatever works for you. Let's say you want to play golf, right? It's not, if Tiger Woods, who's going to win? Tiger Woods with some crappy, golf clubs from the goodwill or me with like the latest title as clubs who's going to win in a game of golf tiger i think lebron james wearing mm -hmm. some pair of basketball actually lebron james wearing flip-flops versus me with the latest pair of nikes whatever 
who's going to win in a game of basketball? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think we doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So next question, Um, which social media network do you see the most success with social average paid social advertising? It's definitely going to be Facebook as your starting point, just like with search. It's now a Google game that said, depending on your niche, maybe you're doing B2B. You might find LinkedIn will do better. You might find things like Quora has and uh, and um, Reddit and sometimes Twitter, depending on the like entertainment or media inception. So there are different tools that work, different social networks that work in different niches. Like if you're trying to do stuff in China, then you have to understand Weibo, right? Mm-hmm. QQ yeah. and WeChat, because there is no Google and Facebook in China. But generally, Facebook's going to be, just start with Facebook. It's the easiest one. Focus there. Don't try to do 20 different social networks. Start with the basics. Okay. Um, before I put this question up, so what about Instagram? Some of the students were going to use Instagram um, ads as part of their, their project. I told them they could pick any network. What do you think about that? Who owns Instagram? Facebook. Okay. So you're going to start on Facebook. And Instagram is a placement within mm. Facebook. Okay. So think of Facebook. So if you're doing advertising, you're really working with the database. So Facebook is the database and it just happens to, it is the database behind messenger and WhatsApp and Instagram and native Facebook and Facebook's building other things too. So if you want to get big on Instagram, you can choose just, you can run your ads on Facebook and choose just Instagram. But I wouldn't recommend doing that. I would recommend allowing the the algorithm to optimize. And you and we'll hear people say, "Oh, my audience isn't on Facebook. It's all Instagram because of my kind of content." Or I have a bigger Instagram following than I have on Facebook. Yes, I hear all that. But if you have a business goal of views or leads or comments or sales or offers or you know RSVPs or people coming into your store. You're going to choose that business objective within Facebook's system and allow Facebook to, to choose. Like if, if you do better on Instagram, Facebook will automatically push your traffic to Instagram. But don't choose for – allow Facebook to do that for you. Okay, great question. So next question, what kind of effect have you seen on Facebook advertising from the recent data breaches? Twofold. One is that there's a lot of fear from advertisers and marketers and PR people that will ask this kind of question. And so this makes it harder because often these people who ask that question will be more careful or wary about advertising. But the advertising platform is, is as powerful as it's ever been, and it gets better all the time, right? So number one is that the fear causes people to slow down in focusing on what matters. It's like choking, right? And then number two, the only thing that's real in terms of the changes is they have pulled back some of the targets that used to be really awesome. Which so, is so bad. You remember like years ago, we used uh, to drinks where we target like one person and, yeah. so, and or target people who have like one particular job title at one company. Like those days have gone away because all these people have ruined it, right? So yeah. you have to, you can't be quite as targeted anymore, but it's still really, really good. And, and Facebook has gotten smarter ability to optimize where they have an algorithm that's called OCPM, 
optimized CPM, where they optimize towards the goal that you choose. So you, ironically, to get results on Facebook, if you're clear about what your goal is, like driving sales of your in your Shopify store or you know whatever it might be, then Facebook will do the the sub-targeting for you to where sometimes you can choose sort of a broad interest and Facebook will figure out that group within, even if you don't have to sub-select. So if you are boosting a post, you'll notice, even if I'm boosting to the entire United States, Facebook's not going to just randomly choose anyone in the United States, maybe initially as they're learning. But when they've learned who your audience is, they will do the sub-targeting for you across the different placements, like instant articles, the mobile news feed, Instagram, Facebook story, but it's whatever target is going to work for you. So all these things that we hear about, oh, the, the kids aren't on Facebook anymore, or Facebook's dead, just like, oh, SEO's dead, PR's dead. <laughs> that, those are all a distraction from the fact that Facebook is the number one advertise. It is the most sophisticated advertising platform on the planet. They have more data than anybody else except the United States government, right? And there, Facebook has more. Who has more data on you, Facebook or Google? Facebook. Facebook. Okay. So who do you think has a more powerful advertising platform if you want to drive engagement and top of funnel? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Facebook's not sexy anymore because your mom's probably on Facebook, right? <laughs> but a utility, like, do you... Do you have do, do you pay for your water bill and your trash bill and your phone bill and things things like that? Like a lot of people, I have Verizon. Like people hate on Verizon, right? Because it's a utility. But a utility is there, and a utility is reliable, and a ut utility you have to use. It's not sexy, and that's how Facebook is. It's so big, it's like a utility that you you can't not use. If that makes sense. Yep, totally. So. Now I'm circling back to Paige's question about the Facebook group versus Facebook page. So her um, her group is on animal conservation. Okay, so animal con conservation page, you probably want to drive awareness, advocacy. It's like your mini change.org. Maybe people are making donations. Maybe you're a volunteer for you know a, a local society. You have to, a group is where people are already bought in and like-minded. Think of a group as like being your email list. They first have to have given you an email and then the community is there for discussion. So the group has way more engagement and discussion, but the Facebook page for your animal con conservation organization is where you get the message out. And you're putting out videos and interviews and talking about what members are doing and sharing stories about these animals and the people that are involved in different projects. and once in a while, you may promote your group, or maybe you run an ad to like a Facebook lead ad to collect email addresses. And then within the email, you ask them to join the group, right? The, the group is, is groups are more for existing customers and people that have already bought into the community. And that's how a page and a group work together. Okay. All right. That's a great, great question. And I love that because it actually brings me up to a question on so you're calling the page the public figure page, but for example, I have a page that is an author page. So that I just I know we'll get questions of the from the students about this because they might not have created a public figure page, but they created a business page for their brand. Yeah. So we call that two pages in a profile. And no offense, page. I think that's an awesome name. <laughs> that you have. So, 
you have you have two so you have your facebook profile okay that's you on facebook that's yeah. all the stuff before you started learning from lisa then you have a public figure page which looks just like your profile it's got your name right and then you have your company or organization page which is you know animal conservation of florida right whatever that is so you're going to use all three of those together and you're going to tell stories primarily on your public figure page because then it's Lisa Bayer, then it's Dennis Yu, then it's whoever it is. But it, And as far as other people can tell, it looks like a profile because it's got one minute videos, but you happen to advertise, but they don't know that, right? Because the promoted is the light gray. People don't realize that those are ads. That's what makes this whole system work is that you're making things that look social, that are entertaining, that aren't like directly selling, oh, please donate now. Like you don't, you wouldn't do that, right? You wouldn't do that on your public figure page. You're building engagement. You're getting lots of views, lots of likes. You're letting, letting Facebook do that optimization for you to drive attention. So PR, is, or Facebook is your PR machine, is your secret. You let Facebook do that work for you. Then they engage with you. And, and when you wanna drive them to a cause or to donate, or to sign up or to come to the website, then you're you're driving people to your company page because you can remarket, right? Remarketing, you got have you guys covered remarketing, like what it is? A little bit lightly, but you can go ahead and okay. so you guys know remarketing is when ads follow you around. So you let's say you're shopping for that pair of red shoes, or you're looking at this particular hotel because you're planning on going on vacation, and then you see ads for that thing follow you around, right? That's remarketing. Mm -hmm. So and remarket so that's that's website remarketing but you can remarket off of people who saw any one of your one minute videos or all of your videos anyone who saw any one of your one minute videos on your public figure page you can remarket to your organization page or to your company page brilliant now here's what's what's beautiful is that when they see lisa buyer as a public figure talking about something interviewing somebody then they remember in their head oh that's lisa buyer then they see Lisa Buyer on the company page, on the business page, and they're like, oh, there's Lisa Buyer. I've seen her somewhere before, like in the back of their mind. That's what they're thinking. But now it's it's now you, you've got a one-minute video over here, and you're selling something. You're trying to get their email address. You want to come to a website. You want to get them to do something. You want to go to an event. You want, you're trying to get them to do something that, you know, that with Facebook, you have to get them. If, if you're not making money or whatever, I'd, I'd have to wonder, like, why are you doing this, right? There's something that you, in PR, there's always some kind of goal, right? That goal you're going to put on the company page, but you've, you've done an inception because page. And then when they become a customer and they have happy things to say about you, then you put them in the group, right? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. So I have a question for the, um, for your public figure page and your personal profile page, do you use the same photo? Yes same name so don't don't call your public figure page you know lisa buyer pr expert like don't do that just lisa buyer whatever your name is on facebook use the same one on your public figure page mm -hmm. you want them to look the same right you, you guys understand why right it needs yeah. to look like a person they can't and, you, and can't. use the same photo too yeah okay. and it's got to be a headshot where your face takes up at least 50% of the space, right? Great tip, great tip. Okay, well, Dennis, I, I'm trying to be mindful of your time. Uh, we've been almost an hour now, and I'm trying to see if we have any other questions. Some of the students are gonna have to watch this recording. They're not able to join live. 
because um, this class is actually a mix. So we have some students that are still um, almost, a, they're a senior in their senior year of undergrad, but then we also, and they're doing dual enrollment because this is a graduate class. So they're doing their undergrad and graduate at the same time their last year. And then we have a mix of students that are in their professional careers right now. And they're trying to learn social media, get into maybe switch careers or advance in their careers because they need this in order to do it. So it's, it's, it's a wide mix. Yeah. And personal branding is a big deal. Absolutely. Even if you aren't trying to be a PR professional, whatever field you're in, personal branding builds your reputation, it helps you get a better job, it builds your network. It, even if you don't want to speak at conferences or push a book out or be famous like Lisa, it is it just makes everything that you do better. If you want to make more money, you want to make more connections, you want to sell more, it's not about like you being famous. Understand that what personal branding is, right? When you act like a reporter and you're sharing knowledge, that just there are people that don't even know you that are friends of friends that when you use Facebook and LinkedIn together to by the way this is not a strategy only on facebook you make these one minute videos you should be posting them to linkedin too right you guys are doing linkedin yep i want to hear about how this works for you guys i'm giving you a saturday afternoon because a lisa is my friend and if she asks for something i'm going to be there for her and then b i want to see you guys succeed right i'm not being paid for this i'm doing this because i care about you guys so if you if you're doing this stuff and you have feedback I'm happy to help you. Just be mindful of the time. I won't always reply right away because I got other things going on. But if you want help, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'm, I'm happy to give you advice, especially if you demonstrate that you're following through on the basics. And then you have a question that's that's not like a super basic question, right? I'm happy to help you guys. Thank you, Dennis. And I actually invited you to our group if you want to join. It's up to you. Um, yeah. And Likewise, if you need anything from me, you know I'm right there for you. I have one more question from uh, Amanda, who's actually a reporter, speaking of reporters. She says, I'm a reporter and I have a Facebook page with my name I've been using since I got into the business, Amanda Castro, but I've since gotten married. I don't use my married name on air because I established a brand as Am Amanda Castro, but I use my married name on my personal page. So I uh, guess, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you so whatever people know you for so as a reporter you're a public figure so whatever you're known for use that the reason well there's many but one of the main reasons why you have a public figure page and a profile is that your personal life if you want can be completely separate from your your business life and respect that because some people you know they don't want to put their kids out there or they just if you're Robert Scoble, then you believe that your entire life is open for other people to see, but not all of us are like that, right? And, and you don't wanna be like one of those people where all your actual friends are like seeing all the stuff that you're promoting for business. And I, I respect that. So definitely use, um, if you don't, if you wanna use Amanda Castro, like use that, right? Whatever you wanna be known for, the reason why we say that you should use your name is because it needs to look like a person. So whatever the person is, first name, last name, use that. Some people have, uh, one of my friends, uh, you know him, Keith Krantz. Mm -hmm. So he changed, his, he changed his last name to be more pronounceable, the, the spelling of it, right? Because otherwise it looks like Keith Crank, like crank is like a drug or cocaine or whatever it is. So he put an E on it. So it's now K-R-A-N-C-E. Okay. Pronounced because yeah. he, it, it's just easier that way, right? So 
just just make it easy. But the key point is make it look like a human that is sharing something, first name, last name, and it's something that it, like you're imagine like you're a friend and you're sharing some knowledge. That's what you want to do. That builds relationship and trust. You go from no to like to trust, which is top, middle, bottom of the funnel. And then when you've earned that trust over multiple touches by sharing expertise before you sell, then you can sell. That's that's the main thing to know about what a funnel is. And when you do that, you're going to find LinkedIn and Facebook and Google and email and apps and the whole Instagram, whatever, the whole ecosystem will work for you. Great advice, Dennis. Well, thank you so much for joining us on a Saturday. And we are honored to have you as a guest in the class. I can't wait. Are you going to be at PubCon or where will I see you next? I'm not sure, but I, I'm in Florida often. So okay. Well, well yeah. You're in the Definitely let me know when you're in Florida. Sorry. I'm all traveled out. Yeah, I think I've done like 10 countries in the last two months. I'm chilling for a little bit. All right. Well, maybe I'll be your way and, and we'll we'll hook up and get and connect. But thanks, everybody. Dennis, stay, stay for one minute after. OK, bye, everybody. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com free.